spiritual gifts hallelujah all right so let's get into the word let's go to revelation chapter 1 verse 6 let's begin from 5 and from jesus christ who is faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth the word prince there means that he is the big boss of the kings of the earth. It's not like he's a child of the kings of the earth, right? So he's the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. <laughs> Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now that line is serious. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. He washed us in our sins and made us kings and priests now rightly put he made us verse 6 he made us kingdom of priests hallelujah so he made us kingdom of priests it is very important there is a doctrine that is called the priesthood of the believer it's a church is one of the doctrines of the new testament is the doctrine of the church so you can actually um, make a study on that it's called the doctrine of the priesthood of the believer. One of the things the death of Jesus brought us, or our belief in Jesus brings us, is that we become priests to God. Or we become the, we become the priests of God. Say, I'm a priest. I'm a priest. Oh, come on, you are not in church. Say, I'm a priest. I'm a priest. One more time, say, I'm a, I'm a priest. Come on, say, I'm a priest. I'm a priest. One more time, I'm a priest. I'm a priest. So, we become the priest of God. And we are priests to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Hallelujah. Unlike the priest of the Old Testament that offered natural or material sacrifices, they would have to offer goats, bulls, and stuff like that. These kind of priests or these God priests are priests that are ordained to offer spiritual sacrifices. Let's go to First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Let me, let me show you something quickly, and then I'll start teaching. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So we are priests that have something to offer. We have been made priests to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Hallelujah. Now who is who is a priest or what is what is priesthood? Write this down. Priesthood is a system of services. A system of services 
by priests. Consecrate God. Consecrated to God. A priest is one who stands before God with God instructed and approved services. Should I go over it again? Definitely yes. Priesthood is a system of services by priests consecrated to God. A priest is one who stands before God with God instructed and approved services. Hallelujah. So a priest is not just a human being. I'll take you through the Old Testament and then we'll find out the system of priesthood that God built. A priest is not just a human being. A priest is one that has been consecrated to do services or to offer services to God as he is instructed. Hallelujah. So a priest first of all has to be consecrated to God. That means that he has to be set apart. When we say somebody is a priest, he is one who is set apart only for the purposes of God. Come on, hallelujah. A priest is someone who is set apart only for the purposes of God. For example, um, this drums or this keyboard is set apart for only our use. Is it true? So it means that although this keyboard can be used to play Amachi Dede, if they want to play Amachi Dede right now, he can play Amachi Dede. Do you understand? Amachi Dede beat. But it is for us. It is for our use. And here we don't play Amachi Dede. So this keyboard can be said to be holy unto us. The usage of this keyboard, although it can be very wide, it is limited to a specific use. In the same way, a priest is one whose life is limited only for God's use. Are we together? So, if somebody is a priest, the person is limited only to God. He is made for God. He is not made for the world. He is not made for any other thing. He is made, say I'm made for God. I'm made for God. Come on, say I'm made for God. Say I'm made for the purposes of God. So a priest is somebody who is consecrated. That is someone who is set apart for only God's use. The very moment the thing can be used by anybody, it means that that thing is not set apart. Are we together? The, the reason for this, the word set apart is that it is limited to the usage of God. Now, to, to, to be set apart or consecrated is actually, it actually means to be holy. The word holy, consecrated, and set apart are the same thing. To be holy simply means to be set apart. To be set apart simply means to be uncommon. Alright? A lot of times people think the opposite of Holiness is unrighteousness. No. The opposite of holiness is not even sin per se. The opposite of holiness is commonness. 
and the commonness means like it's it can be found everywhere it has no boundaries it has no limits the thing can be found everywhere so let's take for example let's say I'm a pastor, not, not even I'm a pastor. Let's say this is a keyboard, this, this is a keyboard, this is a drama. He plays for God, he goes out and he plays circular, and he goes out and he plays. He can play for everything or anything as long as they are giving money. That means that that person's gift is not consecrated. Do you understand? Somebody also can be playing the same set of instruments and will decide that I don't do gospel, I do only secular. The person is consecrated to the world. Do you understand? Or he's consecrated to secular. Somebody can also say, I do only gospel, I don't do secular. It means that I am consecrated to God. So, one of the purpose to the death of Christ by which he was able to wash us is so that we can become a kingdom of priests. In other words, we will become a kingdom of people that are only limited to the usage of God. Ah, glory to God. If somebody asks you, why did Jesus come to die? If you say he came to die for my sins, that is half truth. He came to die for my sins so that I can be limited only to the usage of God. So the verse 5 says that, let's go to verse 5 of Revelation 1. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful, faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So he washed us from our sins. He did not wash us in our sins. He washed us from our sins. So the washing detached us from sins. So he did not wash us in our sins. He washed us from our sins. It means that he washed separating you from your sins. So the washing is the detachment from sin. It's not like the washing came and said, Hey, hey, that's not it. The washing is the washing is your deliverance from sin. Are we together? So he washed us. That means he took us by his blood from a place of commonness. So the blood of Jesus brought us from a place of commonness. All right. He delivered us from the place of commonness. Now, what is commonness in this regard? Commonness in this regard means that a people that are not limited. Hallelujah. A people that are not limited. A people that are under no instruction. A people that are not are under no authority. Hallelujah. The Bible talks, for example, the Bible talks about something that's called unbridled lust. An uncontrollable lust. Alright? So people that cannot be controlled. If the person feels like going to fight, he goes to fight. If the person feels like he does not want to do this, he can't, he will not do it. And nobody can, the person is not under any authority. So the person is not limited. The person can do whatever he wants. 
So Jesus delivered us from commonness. The commonness there does not necessarily mean um, insignificance. The commonness is being everywhere. You can be commonly significant. Or you can be significant yet you are common. In other words, you are everywhere and you are well noticed. But you are not limited. In other words, you do what you want to do. You go to where you want to go. Nobody corrects you. Nobody, do you understand what I'm talking about? So Jesus delivered us. He washed us from our sins. He washed us from our place of commonness. He washed us from the place where we were not special to God. The blood washed us. When the blood of Jesus washed us, then the Bible says, verse 6, and hath alright, so the verse 5 has a comma alright, so he washed us from our sins and hath made us so the washing the taking you away from your sins made your priesthood a possibility are we together in this place? Are we together in this place? So it means that he took you away from your sins by his blood. He took you from your sins by his blood to make or and made you a kingdom of priests. In other words, a group of people that would only be limited to the usage of God. Now, it means that God cannot, something cannot be for God that has not passed through the washing system of the blood. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, there are people who say that even if human beings fail to preach the gospel, God will send even unbelievers to preach the gospel. I never saw that in the Bible. Unbelievers preaching the gospel and, you know, <laughs> Leading people to Christ. So what, where, where are they? This actually cancels the idea where we can think that Pastor Noah can collaborate with an unbeliever to sing. You didn't understand what I'm talking about? Like somebody who is a gospel singer collaborate with somebody who is a secular singer to Worship God. Why? Because the one that is doing secular is not limited. The, that person is not limited. But the one that is born again is limited. Now somebody say, what if the person is born again but is doing secular? Uh-huh, that's a serious problem. It's a serious problem because the one that is born again and doing secular does not understand his priesthood. So it even makes it more confusing when you that you know your priesthood is performing or ministering, I don't know which one to use, performing or ministering with a confused priest. Hallelujah. Why? He died, washed us from our sins in his own blood so that we can be limited to him only. 
So if I am coming to be born again, or if I am born again, I should understand that the reason why I am born again is to be limited only to the usage of God. That is my priesthood. Someone that cannot, you know, the priest in the Old Testament, they couldn't do what everybody was doing. They couldn't. For example, the Bible says that they were supposed to dwell around the tabernacle. They couldn't stay anywhere they want. They could not go and build a house anywhere they want. They could not go and pitch a tent anywhere they want. They were to pitch their tent around the tabernacle. So that any time there is the need for spiritual sacrifice, distance will not be a problem. Do you understand? Number two, that whenever the wrath of God is coming, they can easily mitigate it. So even where they were to stay, God had a say in it. What they were to wear, God had a say in it. How they were to do things, God had a say in it. So it's very crazy to think that a Christian, say, oh, Christianity is in the heart. It's not about what I wear. No. You are a priest. God has a say in what you are to wear. Because a priest is a, is, he's a physical representation of God. Are we together? Physical representation of God. How to dress, how to behave, how to do. In fact, God even spoke about beer. God spoke about hair. God even told, you see, you have to understand it. God is, in the moment you are for God, you are limited to God. So God has to make you his speck. Come on. Ask someone, are you the speck of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. So he made us priests. Now let's go to chapter 5, verse 10. Revelations 5, 10. And has made, has made us unto our God kings and priests. Now I'll explain unto our God very soon. So he has made us kings and priests. What does that mean? He has made us a people limited only to God. Can God tell us where to go and where not to go? Yes. Why? Because the very moment you believe in Jesus, you sign up to be limited only to God. The reason why God can make you give account of your own life and that it, it, it doesn't concern him like that. You brought me here. I didn't send you. You say you, you brought me. My mother and my father were doing something. I, I came here. And you see, one day when you come, you are coming. To, I'm, I'm coming to give account of whatever I did in my body. The reason is this: when you get born again, you are for God only. Say for God only. For God only. Come on, say for God only. For God only. So the the priesthood of the believer, first of all, is our consecration to only the services of God. The totality of our lives is, or uh, yes, is offered to God. 
Hallelujah. The totality of our lives is offered to God. So we are called the people of God. In other words, the people that belong to God. Hallelujah. A people that are for God. If God is looking for his guys, he looks at us. Why? Because Jesus, because we have passed through the blood system of Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Are we together in this place? We have passed through the blood system of Jesus. So we have become God's own people. Let's go to 1 Peter 2. We'll come back here. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 again. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that you show for the priest of him who has called you out of darkness is marvelous like verse 10. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. He says, in time past, ye were not a people, but now you are the people of God. For at one time, you were not God's people, but now you are. So now you are the people of God. It means that you are a people marked as God's own possession. Out together. So there's the mark of God on you that you belong to God. You know, somebody cannot just go out there and pick my car and go. Why? It is mine. Somebody cannot come and just take your shoe and go. Why? It is yours. So the shoe belongs to you. In time past, the shoe didn't belong to you. When it was in the shop, it wasn't yours. The moment you bought the shoe, the shoe became yours. It is limited only to you. Kind courtesy of what? The money you used to purchase. Here we are. We have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. And we are the people of God. I don't know how I should make you understand that. But we are God's people. Here on earth, we are the people of God. Come on. God's own very people. Uh, Hallelujah. He knows our names. He knows we belong to him. He knows we belong to the family of God. Put Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 there quickly. So for this cause I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So there is a family in heaven and on earth that is named after God. Hallelujah. So that is the Christian family. The people of God. The guy is just walking around and the guy says, oh, I'm going through a whole lot of things and I need money and the guy goes to join a court. Does the guy belong to the family? The guy now belongs to the court. 
if the court says we are meeting at 12, the guy's mother cannot say you are not going. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Are we together in this place? The guy now belongs to the court. He's become a family. He's become part of the court. He was not a people, but now is a people. So in verse 10, he says, in time past, you weren't a people. It means the time you were not born again, you didn't belong to God. But now that you're born again, you belong to God. You become God's personal property. Ah, Hallelujah. And then he says, which have not obtained mercy. So in time past, you have not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. You have received mercy. He's talking about salvation. Are we together? In time past, you weren't saved, but now you are saved. You become limited to God. You have to understand this. It's very important. Limited to God. So a priest is simply one who is limited to God. It means that we flaw our priesthood, we flaw the reason why Jesus Christ came to die for us when we live without boundaries. When we live without boundaries. As people that are as people that are for God or as people that are limited to God, when we begin to live anything outside God, we flaw the priesthood agenda of God. Are we together in this place? So when we behave anyhow, when we walk anyhow, we flaw the priesthood agenda of God. He bought us, we became born again so that we can be limited only to him. Say, I'm limited to God. Come on, we are the people of God. Say, I'm a people of God. Should I say I'm a person of God? I'm a people of God. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to the Revelation chapter 5. 5.10. And has made unto, has made us unto our God. He has made us unto our God. Kings and priests. He's made us unto God. Kings and priests. Say, I'm made unto God. I'm made unto God. A king and a priest. A king and a priest. So, not just that we are made kings and priests, but we are made unto God. See, so that's where the limitation is. We are made unto God. So our limitation is only to the details of God. Our limitation is only to all the things that confines in God. It means that apart from God, we have no use. Apart from God, we have no use. I, I wish what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, we really understand and we are, we are not just writing We are, he's made us, he's made, he's made us unto our God, kings and priests. What does Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 say? Go to verse 1 and 6. 
and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father. In other words, unto God, which is his father. So he has made us, he came to wash us, to make us priests and kings unto God. Ah, praise the Lord. Made kings and priests unto God. It's very important. That means the essence of our salvation is to live unto God. The essence of our salvation is to be limited only to God. A Christian is one who is unto God. A priest unto God. One who is limited to God. We believe that, right? Good. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. At that time, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. At that time, the Lord separated. So priesthood comes with priesthood comes with separation. My God. I need time for that. Priesthood comes with separation. The moment you are called on to God, you are separated. Let me say it in our own English. You are separated. A lot of times, people think that to be born again simply means to receive Jesus the Savior, continue living your life anyhow, and then God is pleased with you. But that's not it. To be born again actually means to be separated. Come on, say I'm separated. To be separated, it says, and he separated a tribe of Levi, meaning that you know there were twelve tribes of Israel. God picked one tribe and said, "This particular tribe, number one, you are going to do what? Bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord. You are going to bear. You are going to carry the." Of the covenant of the Lord. So as priests. You are carriers of the ark of the covenant of the Lord. It means that. As the other tribe goes about. When we are studying on the giving. We saw that all the other tribes. Were, could go about anywhere to do what they want. But these people God limited them to only the work of the ministry. As they go about and do whatever they want, these particular ones, they bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord. They carry the testimony of the Lord. There's a version that says that, I don't know if it's ESV or NIV, it says they will bear the ark of the testimony. So they bear the ark of the testimony of the Lord, the covenant of the Lord. The ark of the covenant wasn't just the wood. Uh-uh. It's called the ark. 
the physical representation of God's covenant with Israel. Hallelujah. So, the, the tribe will be bearers, carriers of the physical representation of God's covenant, God's word, God's promise to Israel. So, the priests were carriers of the testimony of the Lord. They were carriers of the promises of God. They were carriers of what God has said to a whole nation. They were taken out of the nation to bear the word, to bear the testimony, the physical, the, sim- the symbol, or the testimony of God to a nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the priests were bearers, bearers of the Lord's covenant. Now we have the old covenant and we have the new covenant. So it's like if we, if we just put it in the New Testament, we will also say the New Testament priests are those who are bearers of the testimony of the new covenant. They are the bearers of the testimony of the new covenant. They are the witnesses of the, of the testimony of the new covenant. They are the proclaimers and the carriers of the power of the blood, power of the gospel, power of the new covenant. Say, I'm separated unto the gospel. What did Paul say? Separated unto the gospel of God. Romans chapter 1, verse 1 down to 4. Separated unto the gospel of God. So, the new, um, the priest, the priest is one that is separated to God. He's separated to God. The old covenant priest were separated to God so that they can bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord. They were not bearers of any kind of covenant. They were bearers of the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Are we together in this place? That's number one. We'll look at that into details maybe. And then also to stand before the Lord. Ah. They were also to stand before the Lord. Now that means a priest bears the ark of the covenant. In other words, a priest bears the testimony of the covenant. And number two, a priest is one who stands before the Lord. One who stands before the Lord. What does it mean to stand before the Lord? To stand before the Lord does not mean just going to find God. And just say, the priest stands before the Lord to offer up sacrifices. First Peter 2 5 again. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. The offering of spiritual sacrifices is the standing before the Lord. Hebrews 8. Let's go to Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8. Let's give from 1 TPT. 
Now, this is the crowning point of what we are saying. We have a magnificent king priest who ministers for us at the right hand of God. He is enthroned with honor next to the throne of the majesty on high. He serves in the holy sanctuary. Now, pay critical attention. He serves in the holy sanctuary in the true heavenly tabernacle set up by God and not by man. Since every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices, one of the things that um, substantiates a priesthood ministry is the offering of, come on, offering of sacrifices. Good. So the Messiah also had to bring some sacrifice. So Jesus as a priest, which is the high priest, offered a sacrifice. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, in 2.5 of Peter, he says what? He says that ye also as lively stones are being built up a spiritual house. Hallelujah. Come on. A spirit, you have it. Read it. One, two, go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Now, I will not talk about God by Jesus Christ. So, the priest stands before God to offer up sacrifices. What is the standing before God? I asked that question early on. What is the standing before God? The standing before God is my is a qualification, an ability to stand right with God. So it is the is the ability, it is the capacity to be able to stand right with God. God said that anybody that enters into the tabernacle came from the outer court and goes into the holy place which is for the priests and the holies of holy is for the high priest. If any ordinary person goes close, the person dies. If somebody goes from the children of Israel and goes in there, the person dies. I was reading this afternoon. God says, if any stranger enters in, he'll be put to death. It means that priesthood, standing before God, first of all, comes with a qualification. It is not everybody that can stand before God. Why? Because priests offer up spiritual sacrifices. Priests offer up spiritual sacrifices. So that's why they stand before God. It takes a qualification 
to be able to stand before God. Now that is to stand right with God. And that is simply called righteousness. Are we together? Hallelujah. So it takes a standing before God. That is what defines the acceptation of our spiritual sacrifices. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13 verse somewhere. Go to Hebrews 13 first. Verse 15. One of the sacrifices. I'll explain all of that very soon. Maybe next week. By him. By him. I told you I'll explain the by. Acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. He says, by him therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let us by him offer up uh-huh, the sacrifice you remember Peter says that we offer up spiritual sacrifices so one of it he says let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually continually so one of the sacrifices spiritual sacrifices we offer unto God is continuous sacrifice of praise. Then he says that is the fruit of our lips. It means the words that are coming from our mouth. Let it be thanksgiving to God. Hallelujah. We are the people we are the people that are separated to give thanks to God. It means it's not everybody that can give when, when, when an unbeliever is giving thanks to God, it does not reach anywhere. We are the people of God so even people to thank God God has to make us qualified. You can't just get up and thank God. It, it, takes, it takes a by Jesus to be able to give thanks. When I'm giving thanks and a Muslim is giving thanks, it's not the same. We may even be saying the same words, but I am doing it by Jesus. I'm a priest of God. So let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Halando Frados. Kula kula by. This must be strange. Continually. Then you remember, I'll give you the details. You remember that the apostle said that and the prayers of the saints ascended to God as incense put in a vessel. So not just our praise. Our prayers are also spiritual sacrifices. And it goes to the father as incense. I'm a priest of God. Oh, I'm a priest of God. Baba Mama, I'm a priest of God. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the praise. Thank you, Father. I bless you, God. Thank you, Father, for all the wonderful things you have done. The Bible says, giving thanks to his name. Giving thanks to his name. Give, can you imagine? To show forth the praises of him. The Bible is so coherent. Hallelujah. Praise to show forth the praises of him. To show, to exhibit, to manifest the praises. The word praises there means virtues, excellencies of God. Hallelujah. To manifest the excellencies of God. The God who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It takes a qualification. It takes a standing before God to be able to even give thanks to God. Ah, tell someone we are blessed. blessed. I said, look at someone, tell the person we are blessed. blessed. Brother, we are blessed. Sister, we are blessed. blessed. Yeah. So the 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 washing, the washing by his blood or in his blood from our sins took us from a place of commonness to a place where we are separated to God. The people who weren't a people but now are a people. When you wake up in the morning, God's people, God's tribe is up. I belong to the tribe of God. You didn't get that. I belong to God's tribe. One of these days, I'll, I'll teach you what the spiritual significance of tribes yeah. Tribes. Tribes. Let me show you. Say, I belong to the tribe of God. I belong to the tribe of God. Come on, say, I belong to the tribe of God. I belong to the tribe of God. Come on, I belong to the tribe of God. I belong to the tribe of God. Come on, I belong to the tribe of God. One more time, I belong to the tribe of God. I belong to the tribe of God. See, it's going to be a very long read. The tribes of Israel, every one of them was known for something. There's something that defines a tribe. And it is in the lineage of that tribe. You pick Judah, for instance, Judah was known for praise. See, the Bible calls him the lion of the tribe of Judah. Another thing that actually distincted Judah was that you couldn't beat them. They were known for might. So, he's linked to a lion. Hallelujah. I belong to the tribe of God. See, that is what it means to be a priest. We are the people of God. The people of God. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. You are of God. We are the people of God. It means that we 
come, we hail from God. We are God's descendant. Ah, you didn't catch that. That God's own descendant. No, when somebody tells you that, only I'm free. It means that they have this confidence in their genealogy or where they are coming from. I I am of God. Priests of God. That means we are people that are separated, called the people of God. Hallelujah. We are called the people of God. Separated unto God for God's use only. Hallelujah. Come on. For God's use only. That means I am not unlimited. You can't find me everywhere. There are places I can't go. There are things I can't do. It's that simple. Because I am for God. I'm a priest of God. Come on. I'm a priest of God. And I stand before God. I stand before God. I stand before God. Come on, I stand before God. I stand before God. I stand before God. Come on, I stand before God. See, this is the bedrock of intercession, praying for one another. Even praying for an unbeliever. Because you see, the priest receives from God to the people and from the people to God. Hallelujah. He receives from God to the people because you know why? The people cannot even receive from God. Why? They are not qualified. But the priest has the qualification to stand before God to hear from God to the people. Example, the Bible says that the spirit whom the world cannot receive. So there are things from God that unbelievers can't receive. Not like they won't. They can't. They don't have the capacity. The priest has the capacity to stand before God. One to offer up sacrifice of praise continually to God. Hallelujah. That is the fruit of the lips giving thanks to his name. Don't trivialize your ability to give thanks to God. He's telling you that it's a priestly duty. It takes priests to give thanks to God. Come on, hallelujah. It's a priestly duty. It takes priests to give thanks to God. So when you stand, Father, I thank you, Lord. Ah, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Oh, I thank you, Father. I think I thank you, Father. I think I thank you. I think I thank you. No. We do it well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, we, give, we, we, we do it well. I like it when, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 14. The Bible says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayed, but my understanding is unfruitful. Next verse. What is it then? I'll, I'll pray with the spirit and I'll pray with the understanding also. I'll sing with the spirit and I'll sing with the understanding also. Aha, uh-huh, next verse. 
else now listen this is what Paul says he says else when thou shalt bless with the spirit ah I feel like uh uh-uh. uh are you serious how shall he that occupied the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest so he says when you begin to bless God in tongues the people around they will not be able to understand do you understand they will not understand so when you are blessing God in tongues in church if somebody comes and a person does not speak in tongues he will not exactly understand what you are talking about all right, but the next verse he says, For thou verily givest thanks. Ooh, oh man, I don't have people in church. You are not in church, my friends. He says, For thou givest thanks well. Put your hand here 1350 Hebrews. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, Moi, as a priest of God, one of my spiritual sacrifices is to give thanks to God. But, but there is this God you can't offer just anything to him if you want to do anything you have to do it very well the Bible teaches me how to give thanks well oh, are you here with me somebody the best way to start giving thanks to God is not, Father I want to bless you God today and then, mm-mm, mm-mm. the Bible says there's a way to give thanks to God well it, it makes it more priestly more the fruit of our lips more I offer up a spiritual sacrifice to you Lord the fruit of my lips giving thanks to your name bola 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 imeli malu mali mali erodo bosa mahaya orada bahaya shanda bahasataya then as you speak in tongues and as you thank him then words of the spirit in your understanding will begin to burst forth my God you are good my God you are good my God you are good thanks be unto God who caused us to triumph in every place with my hands lifted up oh and my mouth filled with praise I will bless you Lord I will bless you Lord at all times and your praise shall continually be in my lips it's a priestly praise it's a priestly praise it's a priestly praise you want to lift up your voice in the language of the spirit and give thanks well give thanks well give thanks well give thanks well shata shata somebody you want to give thanks well the bible teaches you how it's called the fruit of your lips 
Let words, words, let words come out. Let words come out. Shut up, Abahaya. Some priestly praise. Kila Masataya. Oh, Rada Debo Shalababahaya. Oh, Rada Masataya. Reke Babaya. Oh, Rasataya. Emarakushataya. Irebabo Shalabakataya. Oh, Rana Nana Masaya. Reke Vapaya. Oh, Reto Shandabahasataya. Come on, give thanks well. In the next two minutes, give thanks well. 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 For thou givest thanks well. Give thanks well. Give thanks well. Laba Libahaya. A priest kind of thanksgiving, a priest kind of thanksgiving, a priest kind of thanksgiving, a priest kind of thanksgiving. Shataba taba rende the sumbala gavabaya, ora kasatataya, ora telebo shababaya. Shatababaya, giving thanks unto the name of the Lord. Unto the name of the Lord, unto the name of the Lord, unto the name of the Lord, for your name is great, Lord. For your name is great, Lord. Shale Koba Mato Lady Bora Badi Kamanosha Emo Maria Govra Diaton Stevediastoste Shalakamba Liakopa Parido Stakavaba Erembo Shamba Lagadosha Ora Davason Televra Gadosta E Parida Bosanta. Ah. Ah. Thou givest thanks well, 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 that givest thanks well, thou givest thanks well, shalabalo ke fatala mando bragadahasas. Anda baba shata kababa, rakata kababa bashata, rakaba baba bashata baba baha, oh rasata kababa, randa vraba shata kababa sate. Oh, I give you thanks. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. Shababaya. With the fruit of our lips. 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 With the words of our mouth. With the words of our mouth to his name. With the words of our mouth to his name. With the words. With the words. With the words. With the words of our mouth. Shadabagadabahaya. We give you thanks. Aha. We give you a priestly thanks tonight. We offer up a spiritual sacrifice of thanks to you, Lord, as priest of the Most High God. Hallelujah.
I have in me the burden. 